0: of the you S Robinson show I, I, I. stop it! Woo! welcome my friends to ensure that seemingly never ends. This is version number a two, two, a zero of the Eugene S. Robinson Showstopper. I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Listen, we're going to talk about Father's Day stuff today. Father's, hello, mother. Hello, father. Yonder is the castle of my father. What are they? You say one thing, she says something else, you're tearing me apart. That's not, that's an explicitly mentioned father. Anyway, we're talking about Father's Day. We are talking about the fights last night and a rock, cold, stone, hard moment of clarity and realization that's gonna change your entire life. Not only when you think about MMA, but when you think about the rest of your life that doesn't involve MMA. All happening on 220, but first, Let's let Stigmata play us in like they have every week since 2007. The band is Stigmata. The song is called Intro All of Nothing, off the record, Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California. Where they hit your car with a hammer, shoot your death in a nightclub, and run your mayor pro tem out of town. Listen. I'm taking a real good look at your, <coughs> at your face. So being paid back and for always nothing. Yes, yeah, so my friends. Well, hey, listen, uh, you're going to have to excuse the hair. Hey, listen, I showed up at the warden <coughs> of Fishkill Correctional Facility's house. Where was his house? <coughs> why, why did I take that oxygen? It's killing me. I showed up at the warden of Sing Sing. No. Oh, let me get this straight. He was a warden of Fishkill Correctional Facility, but he had a house on the grounds at Sing Sing Prison. And I showed up at his house. I got I got I got, I got, I got my, my fourth booster, and this is what I get. I showed up at the dude's house with no shoes, No pants, no shirt, nothing but posing trunks. And I said to him, I guess you'll wonder why I'm dressed this way. I was 16 years old. And he said, uh, no. I was like, cool, fine, no problem. I would have tossed me out of my fucking house. You don't sit down to dinner at my house in posing trunks, you fucking prick. I'd have sent him on his way, him being me. But the guy was nice enough. Dalsheim was his name. It's a nice enough guy. So I say, I say, the hair. I'd like to explain how I'm showing up like this before we even get into the commercials. I did jujitsu this morning, and then went to do uh, 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 care don't care. But then yesterday I did uh, I did uh, I went and got the fourth booster. And the only reason I did that is because I'm going off on tour. Right? And I'm anticipating crowds. (laughs) Now, you know, I've done my friends in Agnostic Front and they just played Hellfest. That's a crowd. That was like, that was literally like about 20,000 people. That's a crowd of people just breathing and breathing and breathing and blowing and screaming and breathing. The biggest audience I'll probably play to will be 4,000 people. But that's still 4,000 people breathing in a Target dude's. Just like just breathing right in my mouth, like right here, like right in here, And it goes right into my fucking mouth. So I figured I'll take this, 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 this booster. Uh, is that's what they call it, a booster? And uh, so I, I you're going to have to excuse, you know, anything I might say that might be off-putting. It's not me talking, really. It's the booster. You fucking pricks. I'm kidding. I'm kidding you. It's me. So uh, commercials, pinko95014 at yahoo.com if you want to donate money to the show or patreon.com slash the stomper or Eugene-Robinson-28. I think that's Cash App or Venmo is Planet Oxbow. I I know it's maybe anonymous. Those who PayPal me, the $100 two hours ago, thank you for it, the $100. That'll help me buy a doorknob. Uh Yeah, it's probably a, it's probably a mic- micro dose. There's nothing micro about the dose they gave me, I'm sure. So um, so that's where I was. Jiu-jitsu. And then make, making the one Father's Day call I had to make to uh the man. If you read the substack, you know he is described as my stepfather. He was married to my mother for 13 years. But we still call him my stepfather. I have to say that. I have to add this explanatory addendum because I don't want you to think. Hey, that's not the guy. My mother's been married to the same guy for the past 30 years. So this is the guy that was her husband between the ages of five for me and 18, right? So still officially known as my stepfather, though there's no blood or connection other than, you know, whatever, Yeah, what a nurture. So, um, but anyway, so uh, uh, this is the David Lynch, Jim Jarmusch hair. Doesn't matter. I got important things. The, between now and the 3 hours I was going to go out and do some work in the, uh, in the in the in the pond but man the sun is at, it's like noon I really actually wanted to do this show now and do that stuff later as the sun kind of starts to crest cuz I'm not all about sitting in the sun there the 100 degree I'll be passed out face down in the pond and you know, the fish like oh shit this is better than those flakes he's been giving us so uh anyway so here we are and, and uh, so I got the vaccine yesterday, um, and, uh, you know, I felt I felt bad in a very weird way, right? Um, because your brain is working in ways that, you know, you, and it's weird. I said there's certain levels of Hitler-esque bullshit that you can sell yourself sometimes. Your right hand is doing this, and the right hand is, what is the left hand doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he... We're connected to the same body, but I'm not aware. So there's a line, right? And we're all masked up and there's a line. And they say, next, two people say next to me at once. Now I've always publicly made the claim that I routinely find myself attracted to older women. There were two women given these injections. There was the one on my right and the one on my left. Uh, the one on my right was an older Asian lady. One on my left was a younger Latino, probably about 30. It took me non-conscious mind to go rip right to the Latin. Now, on the one hand, my hands are talking to each other and saying, I made that decision based on perception of competency. Right? Because when I used to be a member of Kaiser, went in for a tetanus shot and the little old Asian lady is bumping around and she pulls this thing down and I have a bad feeling inside. And I say, oh, this is a good little vials at school. Can I see which one you're about to give me? And she's about to give me a shot that's got nothing to do with tetanus. I go, that doesn't, is that the tetanus? The, the te-? She goes, oh, you know, isn't that? and I, God love you. I love old people. I'm an old person, and this ties into MMA. So, have patience. I'm an old person too. I love, I love you, little, but but not when you're taking needles and sticking me with stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I yeah, I know. I, I know, Mister Individual Eleven. I, I know. I and I make the claim, but but this, you know, of course, this makes the the, the current very, very, like you know, <laughs> she's like, I can't trust you with anybody. Under normal circumstances, I could go if the guy's got a predilection for women in their twenties, eh, as long as I keep women from the twenties away. But I know you turn, you go, you kind of cat, you turn around. Next thing you're with a sixty-five year old woman. I don't know, I don't know. And I go, well, that's that's true. So, uh, so I sit down with the thirty-year-old woman, and we're talking, and uh, you know, I got you know, it's, you just can't. You are on understand the, the wife, the kid have been away for a while. You can't. So, <clears throat> so, I wear this shirt. And she's like, "Oh, you're gonna have to pull your sleeve up." And I go, <laughs> "Yeah, ga 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 right, <laughs> right." And I like, i go, you know, and uh, and <laughs> JJP, you're asking the hard questions. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why well, the oldest woman I've been with? I'd say she's probably about seventy now (laughs) which just means she was 10 years older than me but look we're off off. actually no 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 when i was 17 i had a 37 year old girlfriend so that's yeah that's 20 years so that would make her 80 now (laughs) she looks all right i tracked it down on the internet she looks all right i would do it again but anyway that's not the point the point is i'm being all macho and i'm like (laughs) my mother used to be a cop and she's interviewing this guy who had a high-speed chase through the streets of Brooklyn, shot out the back window of the car, had like about 75 pounds of weed in the back, shooting at the cops. The cops are shooting at him, bouncing over the sidewalk, car turned up, that caught in the fire. And she's looking at the guy's case. And then she says, He's a nice Jamaican guy. He's, you know, And he's says, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Donovan, what about this case? And he's like, Oh, oh pretty lady. That, that, that was a, it was a uh, misunderstanding. <laughs> you know, so you just can't stop these things, right? So I'm like, just, and she fucking jabs the fuck out of me with this thing. And she goes, Oh, now you're going to have to sit here for 15 minutes. And I was like, Here? <laughs> like, no, 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 here, over there with all those. And I look over and it's like a room full of decrepit looking. I got No, 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 no. I'm going to call my family now. I, I went up and got in the lobby and went. So now I've, I've, I've felt, I'm feeling kind of strange with this thing. And then, of course, everybody says you got the fourth one. You shouldn't have got the fourth one. I knew a guy who got the fourth one he immediately got COVID, and then he was out three weeks. It's like if it doesn't keep me from stopping me from going to jujitsu, I don't care. All of this to explain why I haven't combed my hair. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know you don't give a shit. I felt the need to explain. We've done the commercials, so let's do a talk, talk about Father's Day now. Um, uh, if you if you subscribe to the sub chat sub. Substack, which is free. I put it out late last night. I was trying to wait until uh, a midnight. Couldn't do it. Watched Transformer free Transporter. So I watched Transporter 1, which I've seen. I, I, I watched Transporter 2, which I'd already seen too. And then I had to watch Transporter. So I had a Transporter night with Jason Statham because it's sort of amazing to me that the guy actually used to sell jewelry on the street had been a professional diver and is doing, and the movies are fucking solid. I don't give a shit. It's the same movie. I don't care. But they even try to be contemporary. The last one was about toxic waste and, you know, and the guy's dry. It's got all the panache of Fast and Furious, but I don't have to deal with poorly dressed uh, 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 ensembles. It's just him. And typically a female lead of some kind that he never gets with. Like, like she had to, in, the, in the third one, she had to blackmail him into it. And the first one, yeah, I think they got together, but then she died. You know, it's like uh, so. Um, yeah, well, this is the if if you're a father, this is the 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 only other person that understands is another father, and I don't expect anybody else to understand. And that is the nature of of, of the Substack, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny bc anyway um yeah I, I mean statham i i mean you know it's interesting it's interesting when we talked about surrendering and giving up and how de niro of meet the fockers is de niro not giving up but surrendering but you know what the thing is if i'm if i'm these freaks of nature have long lives in hollywood ed norton had been the shit for a long time All he had to do was be a pain in the ass a couple of times. Where's the last thing he was in? He doing art films? Joaquin Phoenix had some monster hits. What was the last thing he was in? I don't know. You know, the the Tom Cruise, even Tom Cruise has this this period of peak. And now he's like Mission Impossible 10. He's taken with Jack Reacher. Totally wrong for Jack Reacher. And now this huge thing. Sorry, I haven't seen Top Gun 1. I'm not going to see Top Gun 2. I don't want to sit in a bunch of theater with a bunch of douchebags, guys. Look, the first time around, it was douchebags who saw it. I don't give a shit. People now, you know, you know, you know what guys like me were? When Top Gun came out, it's like the Top Gun Theater and the Point Break Theater. Top Gun, Point Break, Quake, Quisp. (laughs) I wasn't a Top Gun Theater. That cornball shit and the, and these smoky looks across the room at each other. I, I, my gym was full of guys like that. I was in the Point Break theater. You surf, man, every day. <laughs> That's it. So so uh, <clears throat> so it's it's rare to have a career. <clears throat> Statham, whatever. Ride that pony, bro. Ride it. And he still got a friend in in Guy Ritchie. He hasn't spoiled it. So, you know, Guy Richie has branched out. If you've seen The Gentleman, he's pulled in Matthew McConaughey, and now he's doing a Disney movie, whatever. He, the best and singular, most noteworthy thing he did was after getting blackmailed into doing a, a remake of Lena Vertmuller swept away to, as a vehicle for his ex-wife, Madonna, that he got out of that thing as soon as possible. There was never at any point that I didn't think Madonna would be a complete pain in the ass to be with. Though there were other times where I was like, yeah, but it would be pretty fun until my ass started hurting. So Father's Day, <clears throat> so like, so I'm like, uh, the whole week I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do a piece on Marilyn Monroe, cause my newsfeed is full of shit about Marilyn Monroe and the dress and the dress and the dress. It's like I don't give a shit about the Kardashians, but they keep going on. And then uh, in parallel paths, they're doing this whole thing with this cat who's now in the new Elvis remake, and El- And I was like, you just We're just not going to stop fucking these corpses, are we? We're just going to fuck them and 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 fuck them. That's what we're going to do, huh? Because the people who are making salaries that would make your anus hurt if you knew what they were making have no better ideas, you know, uh, who have no better ideas than, than, Marilyn Monroe and Elvis. What again? You have to. If you get old enough, what starts to happen is I remember being in my in my in my seventies and seeing America uh, in the nineteen seventies and seeing American graffiti or the Buddy Holly story, and getting jacked up and going home to, to my parents to go, what would have, what the fifties were like? And I'm just not getting it, right? Like the bad brains say, I guess you think you're living in the movie somewhere. I guess I think you're in a movie somewhere. So I'm going home or jacked up, or I saw an animal house. I was like, ah, oh, my stepfather. I said, Dougal is what I might nickname for him. Dougal, when I get to college, I'm gonna join a fraternity. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, let me tell you, the worst pieces of shit are in fraternities. Now, I was offered three chances to rush for thirty Omega Sci-Fi, which can claim uh, OSP as one of them. members. That's the sign he's always making. And they lived in my trailer. And the guys that offered me, I got. I'm not, I'm not carrying around a brick for a month. And you guys spit on me. I'm going to punch you in the fucking mouth. No. So I couldn't do Omega Sci-Fi. And uh, the other one was uh, Al- Alpha Delts, which is called Alpha Drugs, where guys, would, <laughs> they got kicked off of campus for one too many overdoses and and federal uh, uh bust <laughs> for international drug trafficking i actually thought about joining that one but just as well i didn't and then uh and then the zetas uh, uh and they got uh, uh and all of these things tracked to my personality and they just got kicked off of campus for physically assaulting somebody from another how they physically assault them they punched them in the face and threw them in the pond and so these are the p3 people so, but i i was a border um I was a border. Now we didn't talk about Vince McMahon this week. We'll get him next week. I was a border in the Alpha delts. and the guy, <laughs> the guy who lived in the room above, actually tried to kill himself. I go, oh, I think somebody must have spilled some red wine. Just look at that red spot on the ceiling. Nah, it was dude's blood. So uh, yeah, and he was high when he did it, and they had to haul him out of there. He didn't die. He just tried to. He almost bled out. Doesn't matter. So I got a sense of it, but movies were a major motivator, right? They did change the way you you view reality, you know, and uh, and and all of these like you know. And so you can watch, and I talk about this in the subset, You can watch America's changing perception of men. You do realize that these strong, solid types that were 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 uh, um, were 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 put in these movies, were really aggressively damaged men from World War II when they didn't have a name for PTSD. All they had was from World War I and the phrase was shell shock. So unless a guy was sitting around going blah, 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 blah people did not really know what to call it. So I'm thinking, you know, they're fucking, they're fucking these corpses. We will never ever be free of these people for the rest of our lives. And, you know, I finally realized Marilyn Monroe, okay, this is the 50s when celebrity, the boundaries of celebrity were unknown, but there's, is she much different? Then Kardashian, these are just fantasy people that don't really exist for us in any real way, you know? I mean, um, you know, Elvis, he sang a few songs. Didn't even sing his own songs. Really, I love Elvis. Didn't really play guitar that well, but there's no way that in 2022 we should be raping this guy's corpse. Let him rest in fucking peace. So I finally realized, oh, is going the Friday. I'm going to write about Marilyn. I'm going to write about Marilyn. I'm going to write about Marilyn. And then finally I was like, ugh. Yeah, if you wrote, if you did a movie the way uh, 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 Proust wrote uh, 100 Days of Solid, uh, no, he didn't, um, yeah, uh, um, what is a, the big Proust book, Rem- Rem- uh, Remembrances of Things Past, if you did a book like that, and I've never made it beyond the first 100 pages of it, where the guy does a one-to-one recreation of his morning, and that's painful, I'm jumping ahead and back and forth at time if I said, well, I got in the car, fed the cats, got in the car, locked the gate, Started the car, backed out, drove down the street to get to jujitsu, and nah, nah, you couldn't take it, and that's what happens to me with Proust, can't take it. So, so I said, finally Friday, I'm gonna do this piece, and then finally I go, you know what, you know what, that right hand and the left hand, the lie, just lying to each other, because the the 800 pound gorilla, of course, is Father's Day, and so I've done Father's Day, you know, as you know the story, my father dis- disowned me when I, uh, right before my 19th birthday, we've had one conversation since then. He called me when I was at my job at Intel. So this would be 1995 it was the last time I spoke to him. And then he subsequently uh, disowned two of my sisters. One has reconciled with him and one, one hasn't. And uh, he's a professor at the University of Maryland. And uh, we have the same name, easy to find, uh, find him. So it, uh, but you know, we, he speaks five languages. Chinese, Japanese, German, Russian, and taught himself sign language. And I think it's endlessly ironic that he and I don't speak to each other, but that's fine. I'm almost 60, I don't give a shit, I'm over it. So I said, okay, I'm not gonna write a Father's Day piece about that. Uh, You know, I actually get along with my stepfather. We had some rough times recently, uh, and always with with these father figures in my life, it's always singularly connected to their third wives. Don't know, don't care, too busy. I got I gotta keep things moving ahead. I'm like a shark. Can't fuck around. I can't I can't get down in the weeds of interpersonal guys wanna have uh guys wanna have the heart to heart conversations with me. I'll tell them straight out, I don't like having these with women, much less having these with men. And if I'm the best friend you have, you're in big fucking trouble. You're in big fucking you are you're in big trouble. Uh, um that's all I can say. I, uh, I, Now, if you're having a serious problem, you come to me, like, you know, wizard and taxi driver, you come to me and say, Eugene, man, I'm having some bad thoughts. I'll listen to you. But if you want to start talking to me about feelings, all that shit that people picked up from the 60s, fuck that. Well, Eugene, you might want to talk about feelings, too. Really? You do realize my my emotional parameters are two switches. Right? Angry. Horny. Happy. That's it. (laughs) Right? Angry is somewhere with the resentful. You cut me off on traffic, got a snarky comment, and I maybe give, get, get a little edge to me, you know? Or if I'm online to get the vaccination, do I go with the old lady who was questionable questionable competency? Or do I go with the, hey. And happy? Ah, right now I feel pretty happy. The womb is, the temperature is good. I feel okay. That's it. The emotion, there's never any point where you, you when my ex-wife first met me, she's like, yes, I read the records, I saw the lyrics, and I expect you to be like really, you know, dark and gloomy and introspective. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty introspective, but dark and gloomy. The thing is, the dark shit that's in my head, it presents itself like a parade. There's nothing, <laughs> it's the darkest shit in the world, but it's got a smile on its face. Like I told you that, when the plumber was here, I'm thinking, <laughs> I should probably kill him. <laughs> I, if I kill him, I won't have to pay the bill. And this bill is going to be pricey. All I have to do is kill him. But where would I bury him? <laughs> so this is a whole dialogue in my head. I'm just admitting it. That's all. Yeah. Ah, you know, you say that. It was, it was something where I can't trust you ever again. That means you trust the people to begin with. I trust people to be true to their natures 100% of the time. I don't have to bring up the guy's name. I've mentioned this before. He's like, Eugene, I can't stay over to your house tonight. I got to get back to L.A. Okay. Can my girlfriend stay at your place? Okay. Yeah, take care of her, will you? Okay. You sleep on the couch. Uh, My bed's over there. You let me know if you need anything. There's a blanket. Middle of the night. It's kind of cold in this this couch. Can I come over on the bed with you? Uh, Come on. Anybody who says, Eugene, I trusted you and you violated my trust after that is a fucking idiot. You should have trusted that I would have completely followed my own nature. And that's exactly what I did. No apologies. (laughs) No, no apologies. No apologies. So anyway, so I finally said, you know, I'm going to, and I've written pieces about my love of being a father. Uh, and so I said, I've, I've written about, but you know, Father's Day comes every year. So what am I going to write? And I'm going to just stiff shit that's burbling in my head about why am I so put off? Why am I? So, and it came out. If you follow the Twitter stream last night about this, this new man that on the face of it, seems to be the, these kind of uh, you know macho ideologues I'm talking about will and Nick and, 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 and Tom de Blas and the the black cat who does the the who the you know triathlon goggins and all you know ho Jogan and all and I go why because they're so fucking brittle like my wife said to me she goes um, somebody's called me and said <laughs> somebody, I, somebody I work with called me and said Eugene is it still tough to be black and gay in America? <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, it's, it's probably, I think it's tough to be gay anywhere, you know, in America, specifically in this climate. Now, I, you know, I didn't feel any special compulsion to say, you do know, actually, I'm not gay, right? I didn't give a shit. I don't care. It's like, if somebody says, Eugene, you, you no, know, you, you Chinese, I would, I'm okay, fuck, I'm Chinese. It's not pejorative to me. I don't care. Uh, but the, the wife says to me, one boy, why do you? You know, a lot of people think you're gay. Why do you? And I go because I have no, I have no macho energy about gay stuff. You know, first of all, I do jujitsu seven days a week. There is no time you're that close to another man unless you're having sex with him. And if you've been involved in outre sexual practices, you've been having sex in the room with other dudes who are having sex in the room. So you just kind of relax about all that stuff. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not my concern. So despite the weightlifting and the guns and the knives and the street fighting at <laughs> the portal and, <laughs> and the history at yeah, Hustler and, the, and all, all despite all that, I don't think I, I, I'm really, I'm really, <laughs> I love that song, Macho Man. I got kicked out of a bar in upstate New York for playing it 20 times in a row, ready to get down with anyone he can. That's the name of the game. <laughs> so I just, I feel any need to present this way, you know. Hey, I, I, and I, to give an example, I told somebody, this friend of mine came up to me who played a long show in Berlin, you know, a long two-hour show. I've mentioned this before. At the end of the show, he's like, hey, Eugene, you want to come to the bathroom with me? I was like, oh, maybe the guy's got some party favors. Who knows? I go, yeah, what do you got? He goes, well, I figured you could suck my dick. And then I, what? Come on, man. Come, I just did a two-hour show. What kind of offer is that? You, you just worked and you could work some more. By, get the fuck out of here. And he suddenly realized a couple of things. That had I been a different guy, he probably would have been beaten up, and and, and secondarily that I wasn't going for it, which was which was important for him to understand. So it's all these macho ideologues that are just so fucking brittle that you can't. And if you look at Joe Ho-Jogan, Joe Rogan versus the feminist, which is really his argument he had with Lydia Lunch, he did something that he found belittling, and he flipped out. I've been friends with Lydia since 1985, and she does that stuff to me all the time. And I, what? I just laugh. I just laugh. <laughs> I just, what? You know, are you going to hurt me? Are you going to hurt my... She's, oh, Eugene, you little boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I don't believe that to be part of... So all of this stuff, all of this... I go, so I'm. that's what I'm going to talk about. When I talk about Father's Day, I'm gonna talk about the changing perception of, of, of men. And I could see, you know, on the face of it, like I talk about at, coming out of the 60s and 70s, I crave discipline and order. Right? I mean, keep in mind, I wrestle, I did uh bodybuilding. These are these are sports you can't you maybe play tennis, or maybe you don't play tennis. Play tennis, you don't play. No, you do jujitsu or weightlifting. You, from the big skin chicken to the butter, but these are highly disciplined. And I talk about in the subsect, a woman who was like screaming at me, uh, exactly, um, who's screaming at me as I'm leaving her place. The big secret of Eugene Robinson is that you're the most controlled person I know. It's like, what happened to your fucking laptop? I, I don't know. Big hole in the screen. Where's your kid? When's the last time he had something to eat? I don't know. Who are those fucking speed freaks all over your fucking living room and in your kitchen? I don't know. She ended up living in her car. That's what I know. A little control in your life would have been good. Uh, Anton LaVey said to me, best: the best thing about having control is losing it. That's my motto. I said, I have control 99% of the time. And when I lose it, it is incredibly liberating. Ask King Diamond. Oxbow played with King Diamond, and I was pulling down the PA stacks and screwing the mic stand loose from the base like a lightsaber. I was like Jason Statham with the football player team bounces who were like, oh, Put the stick down. Oh, you think it's a stick that's keeping you from getting hurt? Threw the stick down. I was like, Let's go. <laughs> they don't want that either. No smoke there. So I say this all to say that there's certain things that it's just so obvious that you should write about or do. And you just lie to yourself. One hand says to the other, one hand lies. And it's like me and Chuck Liddell. For years with Chuck Liddell, I'm like, bye, ah, but Chuck Liddell against Kevin Randleman. and ah he's gonna lose. It took six, like literally six times of me choosing against Liddell to realize. And this is not fights that I didn't watch. This was a product of fights that 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 uh, that I watched. And I kept saying, ah, Chuck. Ah, Chuck. I hadn't realized the gen- it was right there in my fucking face, and I refused to acknowledge it. And that's what happened last night with Calvin Cater and and, uh, and uh, 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 Barnett, or um, uh, uh, Emmett, sorry, Josh Emmett. <clears throat> I. It's in my face. It's been in our faces the last five months, and we just ignored it. We're just this hand was, ah, ga, 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 ga. you know what, you know what this show should have said. And if you're watching the Twitter machine last night, you know I'm not going to say it. what this show should have said is like, oh, Cater got robbed, he got robbed. The judging Sal Davado, Doug Crosby, nah, because how many times have we done that over the past six months? We did it with Rose Nama we did it with well, you, I'm sure you guys could name some of the other fights, we did it, we did it. We we did so many fights over the last five months, and clearly something is emerging. Something uh, we uh, um, we something is emerging that we I don't know about you. I've been blind to, and that's if you look. A friend of mine, his name is Dave Owens. He's he he's has a uh, he's a professor at Vanderbilt University, and he's also the former drummer for Whipping Boy. And he started this kind of school of business, and he he was super interesting guy. Like he was a guy. If you remember, he took all the exit signs in his his dormitory, and using the same font, the same cutout, used gel caps, uh, not gel caps, uh, gel sheets, and cut instead of E X I T F U C K, and put them in all the. And nobody noticed for like months and months and months. Um. Um. So. So. He does. A, he did this study. He created this fake company to study management, and lo and behold, that fake company actually became a real company. I think Griffin Technologies. I can't remember the name. They make peripherals for Apple shit, like cases for iPhones or whatever. But his his objective was to study organizational behavior in regards to business and in technology. And and he said, you know, and this shouldn't be a surprise quickly it gets it gets broken down into several different groupings and the the, it's the alphas the supporters of the status quo we're surrounded by them every single politician you could think of at present who has a job that you know as a politician is an alpha these are status quo guys this is why people voted for obama and this is why people voted for trump because if you're not a status quo guy you're what you're part of that beta group the young turks the ones who want to disturb, they all have ven- vested interest in moving. The status quo guys have a vested interest in keeping things as they are. The beta guys, the Young Turks, have a vested interest in seeing that things change because the ultimate objective is you got to make room for me here. Those listening on SoundCloud, I have a, a hand raised above the other hand and a hand lower for, to make room for the betas. And typically what, what the Alpha Collection has done, the status quotations, what they've done is to... To, to pop a leak in the B grouping so that just enough to get through. I mean, Western culture is specifically that way. You, Everybody's got this idea that they're going to make it, which keeps us from having guillotines and having tambrils and, and murdering all the aristocrats, right? Because we think, well, you know, we're let, slow to roll. We could be aristocrats here, you know, it could be aristocrats. So he did this whole study. So guys like Rose, like Calvin Cater, like all the others that have happened in the last few months where we go, where, in other words, where they came to decision losses where they should have won. These are cats that the judges are saying, that's not enough. And there was a rule change where they started to actually pay attention to damage caused as well as aggression. And clearly the judges are looking at it with the eyes like, if you were just, tr- if you were trying to pity Pat, Pity Pat, and your pl- plans have got kind of a score count. They're hoping that they're going to go, Well, like in Calvin Cater's case, in one round, uh, the round four, you had f- 41 significant strikes to his 15 significant strikes. You're the winner. That's not what they're paying attention to. You got to understand, in this instance, sympathy for the bald one. In this instance, in this instance, the bald one said a truism that you should know to your core. And that's it. That this is not a long-term job. If you're fighting on a long enough timeline and you're thinking about, well, four years from now, when not... I get that shit out of your head. Josh Emmett fought like a guy who realizes I got no clocks at home that run backwards. I'm fucking around. I've been injured. I was out for what I this is it's a make or break proposition. Because when you see a guy fight like that, what you say is on a long enough timeline in the course of this fight, he's winning this fight. Now, I understand what Cater, you know, I I understand Cater's doing MMA math, right? He's like, well, I probably took the first round. Maybe I took the second. I lost the third. Uh, Definitely, I was feeling like the fourth was mine and the fifth I owned completely. So there's no way he could get three rounds out of that. I won, except you didn't. And not only that, I was in and, and, and it was like like a diamond like, a, like I was I was shot through the head with a diamond I realized as he happily scampered off fuck that guy fuck that guy go be a green grocer to continue with the apocalypse now theory go be a green grocer somewhere yeah and make no mistake I think Calvin Cater is probably the more talented fighter, but you gotta get if you haven't. It, it took me five months to get this, and I'm not even fighting. If you haven't gotten through your head that you're not gonna point your way to any decision victories anymore, you need to wise the fuck up. Anybody who's fighting, who's in that in the top 10, who's trying to play P knuckle with the positioning, like Cater, Cater's like, I'm not, I can't take any risk here. I'm number four, I want to stay number four. I don't want to be an executive gatekeeper. I'm not looking at all the line behind me. I'm focused on the line in front of me, and I will fight accordingly. Guess where you are now? You look down a little sheet of paper, it's like Beetlejuice. That number doesn't even fit on the paper anymore. Who are you going to fight next? You're just a guy now. And I don't think there's a tremendous upside to Josh Emmett at all. But when Josh Emmett hits you, you could tell a Josh Emmett... He's not trying to do anything. Give Josh Emmett the belt. Maybe Josh Emmett changed. Johnny Boney Joanie changed a lot after he got the belt. It took some time. He was still a killer right after he got it because people were like, well, you're not a real champion until you defend. And then he said, well, this guy, and he was fighting a lot of really tough guys. He was out to make a point. I don't remember if Steph disagreed with me on, on uh, Kata being a geek uh she she was trying to continue to care about him and I was like you're right I think I said you're right there's a difference between a gift and a gicta in discussing the fight that's coming up next weekend I was they attempted to lure me in to care about the Neil Magny fight and I didn't want to do it I didn't want to do it because whether the rock hits the window or the window hits the rock it's always going to be bad for the window and then I realized as they picked the guy who, who who was against Neil Magny, whose name I can't remember. Uh, uh, I can't remember it now. You, if you can look at look at, let me know before the show's over. Uh, I said, okay, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to show you the magic and power of a Gicta. I am going to show you the magic of a, of a yeah, yeah, rock on up. I'm going to show you the magic of a Gicta. I'm joining you on this, and I'm going to make the same pick. He, by all accounts, should win this fight. Rachmanov. he should win it. But he's fighting Neil Magny. Neil Magny is a gicta. That's terrible, terrible dark magic. Now you watch what happens. Now, when I was sitting out, then it was all bets off. Now watch what happens. So, you know, there's a big difference between a gift and a gicta. But there's no more upside than Calvin Cater. He he, uh, he effectively cleared the table from that terrible loss to, to Holloway, who was still much more... That's not even executive gatekeeper. That's a guy who's got his place in line and doesn't... What's all that noise behind me? I, I can't, I'm fo- i sorry. I'll get back to you later. I'm focused here. And not only did that, he shit on the Giga Chigasi cake, which I don't fault him for. Giga had holes. That's what he's there for, to exploit the holes. That, uh, but, you know... <laughs> I was hard pressed, it ruined, I, I was flying high on those fights, and then Cater ruined it for me. He ruined it, because he knew, he knew what was going to happen, happen, and he let it happen anyway. Like, there's a woman, there was a woman, and I don't want to blame the victim here, and the elevator comes, the door opens, and it's just one guy in the elevator, and she's got a bad feeling. Anton LaVey said to me, he said, but popularity has killed Buckley. No, popularity has killed more people than anything. So she makes the socially uncomfortable decision that it's easier for her to get into the elevator than to stand out there because she doesn't want to make the guy feel like she doesn't approve of his presence in the elevator. So she gets in the fucking elevator. You know how the story ends. you gotta make the unpopular choice. Sometimes you gotta make the, I'll wait for the next one. Or like some woman at Intel said to me, I always see her, this older black lady and we kinda, you know, I smile. Hey, yeah. She, has, she reminded me as a relative. I always really liked her. She was always reading Stephen King books. And one day she says to me, Hey, you know something? That time I see you're smiling. And I was like, yeah, I got a sunny disposition. She goes, eh. you're either a really nice guy or you're completely out of your mind. <laughs> I was like you know or both. <laughs> Could be a nice guy in both. So listen, I, you know, whatever. There's no tremendous upside to Emmett. Yeah, whatever. I like I like watching him fight. The biggest shock for me was when he said his wife I was what? okay. <laughs> My okay. Sure and uh and then there were a lot of cares uh, c- coming off a don't care card Jeremiah, uh uh, uh 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 what the hell is it uh um what the hell is his last name what do you call that thing now uh, wells jeremiah wells um the woman who uh uh whose first whose first fight she had she was uh, against uh, justina um uh, and who was like didn't you get the memo Did you get the memo I was supposed to win this. That If you if you want a textbook definition of an ass-kicking, that was it. Yeah, Natalia Silva. That would I can't... It, there is no country in the world in which I describe ass-kicking and you don't see it playing out like that. I beat you with the feet. I beat you with the hands. I beat you on the ground. I beat you with the... I just, <laughs> and people complain about Herb Dean not having stopped the other fight. I was like, listen, you guys don't want to just... you. Herb Dean has become the new Amazegati. That was a fine stoppage. Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, JB you're exactly right. Cater, there's a lot he's got to work on the optics. There's whole much and then you know, did you Megan Olivia whoever was interviewing him and he was just like, "Okay, these are not top flight journalists that they have interviewing these cats, but these guys are not playing along. They're not giving." They're the, uh, well, like I just said,' I'll tell, I'm interviewing you, you fucking, prick. don't you tell me what I just said. this is commercial for you. make the use of it, you know, so I was like you know what? you don't wanna be here, open up your own school and just hang out there. you can talk to kids sixteen hours a day, whatever it's not it's nothing shameful about that so um, so uh yeah, I tell us Sil- silver, a murderess, that's what that ass asking look like jeremiah Wells killer, um, and then who was uh, Uh, We'll get to Holland in a second. And uh, you just mentioned him in the... Oh, Buckley. Buckley. And it's like, all these cats, you do do realize I've had MMA matches, right? You know something? Given as much of a prick as I am, do you know what I've never done? In a fight context where I know I'm going to be stepping on the mat or in a cage with a guy, you know what I've never done? I've never mad-dogged a guy. And you know, there's a story that I, did, I think probably my, I go on the mat and I was so happy to be there that I just started hugging everybody. I hugged the the, the mat ref. I hugged the judge. I, I I pulled a Uriah favor. I hugged the guy I was going to fight before I fought him. I was just happy to be there, man. I smiles. And then they say, umbach, kumbach, or whatever they say. I don't even, how long have I been doing this that I don't know, kumbach. And then I go nuts. But in general, you don't want to give a guy an emotional basis. You know, that is that fight, the MMA fight, where I shoot on the guy. He sprawls. And he had, I knew he had had a fucked up leg. And so I grab his leg and I go, huh, huh, that re- reconstructed knee he has that's full of steel, like, you know, transform, like a, a Terminator, that could probably, I'm in the direct line to get a headshot." Need me. This is an easy, yeah, need a down opponent. You could do it. And I go, whoa, shook it off. I go, that was pretty hard. He probably won't do that again. And he did it again. And I was like, all right, we got to stop this. And so I, the leg I had, I pulled it in. And so we're struggling. And I told you, this is the same guy who was like, you know, you hit like a girl. Never mind. He's talking to me the whole time we're fighting. Ah, oh, you suck a dick. You know, all this stuff is bothering me. And then he says, come on, old man. And then I lose my mind. Don't want to give a guy an emotional basis for murdering you. And everybody's got their hot ticket. I try to get out of the way early. If I can, I'll give you a a a face palm. Because if you had a shitty father, Father's Day theme, literary terms, foreshadowing, that will flip you out and you will do an adrenaline dump and you go mad. If you've been a wrestler, which you're used to it, or if you don't have it, you're just going to go, <laughs> okay. There's one guy who I train with who routinely, you look over at any given point, any role that he's on, there's a routine thing at a certain point where he pisses off his partner. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, if he give me the disappointed thing, that might work. And and, and I was like, well, these guys, they got to get control of their emotions. And then I figured out the thing that he does to me, that absolutely drives me crazy. And ultimately, at one point, he'll use a knee shield to try to keep me from passing his guard. And then when I pass his guard, he'll take the meat of his hand like this and go, bam, in my eye. Now, there are not too many places for my eye to go. Ultimately, it's going to result in me with my eye outside my fucking head. And i it's not effective unless effectiveness is measured by how angry I get after he does it but I, I at least am giving him a chance he does it and then i look at him and go okay and then i pass the guard and i'm you know then i'm 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 doing ejj at that point right and he's slowly making the connection it doesn't advance me it doesn't help me do anything it doesn't help you reestablish your guard anything it just pisses me off because it's it's designed to hurt and it's not effective in any other regard other than a hurting one. And ultimately, if you do it hard enough, I'm gonna lose an eye. If we want to go for that combat jujitsu, that's fine. But that's not what we signed on for when we signed on here. So Buckley was great. You get you, this guy. The guy was like, Ah, I trained with him. I was whipping up on him in the gym. Eh, yeah, You think you think that was smart? All these cats. And I and I have to say, uh, Yanez, was a great fight. I have to say, listen. If somebody would have described my jujitsu style, they're not very kind words they would use to describe it. First, they would say I suck, which is true. They would say uh, uh, it's ugly, which is true. And Eugene, without the dirty moves, I don't know what he's got. Now, this is this is a dirty move that lacks effectiveness. The chin and the eye socket. That's pretty effective. Trying to get a guy off you by using using the filterm, you know, for and enjoy, that's effective. The dirty stuff I do is all pretty much effective. You just like when it's happening to you, you know something. It's like this guy, he's not, he's uh, this is uh, he's he doesn't really care that it's me here. He's he's proceeding a pace like we're not teammates, and all. And this kind of hurts my feelings. I understand. Shoulder your burden without complaint. I don't want to hear about it. Tell somebody else. You just kind of rough. You kind of hurt me out there. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to keep you from murdering me. Just keep things nice and polite. Frank Sinatra said it best. So, um, so you're going to give these guys Buckley. You're going to give these guys an emotional basis to come out and murder you, Yanez. And I understand when when uh who's his name? Kelly, when Kelly says, "Ah, this is a dirty move." If you say dirty fighter, it's like the Bill Burr thing. If you say dirty fighter, people know what you're talking about. If you say dirty Brazilian, the things get kind of weird, man. I'm not saying the guy was moved by racial animus. You know, he could have even said those dirty Brazilians because, you know, it's like if, you, if you're a bicyclist and you race against the Italian national team in terms of bicycling, those guys do dirty stuff. Are they dirty Italians? That's a different story. The Italian team is dirty. Here's the Brazilian team. Those are dirty fighters. That's completely different. It's where you put the modifier. Dirty Brazilians is different from dirty Brazilian fighters. And then when they call you on it, I understand your chagrin, but you are no Hojo game. Yeah. And, and you come out and you start flipping a. You know, Shinya Aoki did it, and he, was, he did it after he won and endeared himself to millions. Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz, they do it after they win or in the run-up to the fight, in, dear themselves to millions. You just got an ass kicking. That was like Thomas Hagen versus Julio Cesar Chavez, one of the most even-tempered fight champions we've ever had. And he goes, 100 fights? Julio Cesar Chavez, 100? I guess he must be fighting cab drivers, Tijuana cab drivers. Julio Cesar Chavez says, what? There's nothing like the wounded pride of a professional fighter because for 15 rounds he kept hogging on his feet. he could have clearly knocked him out the third round, kept him on his feet for 15 rounds to punish him. You don't know you don't know misery until you know 15 rounds of punishment from a more skilled boxer. And they asked Hogging about it afterward he was like, well uh, I guess they're pretty tough cab drives wanna and the audience laughed. Well, you didn't really hear about Hagen after that. <laughs> you, know, you know, and of course, they internalized it. They internalized it. Act like I, I keep waiting with this MAGA thing. This kid is driving to his friend's house through some gated community, and these older white cats, he's 15. Okay, right. So these older white cats are throwing cones and rocks at his car. You know, fired by the power of MAGA. You guys are going to fuck around and find out people going crazy on the plane and doing all that stuff, you know, figure it, Trump's not there to defend you. Either the Zeitgeist guys might have changed, but, you know, they did murder Nazis past 1945. Yeah, JB, that's right. It's You know what? Let's not get into that. It's like a father thing, maybe, you know? <laughs> I mean, he's trying so hard. Like, all these cats. Like, I'm interested in the, uh, who was the guy I interviewed who pulled a gun on uh, on Valid Ishmael. Uh, he's he's a fighter for Bellator, and his son fights for Bellator as well. And his son is actually pretty good. You know, black cat, man. I can't remember. But, you know, yeah, there's always interesting thing between fathers and sons if you got competitive sports. I remember when I started lifting weights at 9. Yeah. Um, and I had uh, challenged my stepfather to an arm wrestling match when I was 14 and he had this, he just was sweating and shaking and he did everything. McKee, thank you. Antonio McKee. Um, he seems like a good dad and seems like his son is in the right place. But a lot of these dads are like, it's like Earl Woods and Tiger Woods, or Marinovich, Todd Marinovich. You know, just pushed. I, mean, I had a guy like that in high school. His father was getting his kids up—four sons, three sons—all through a uh, uh, high school. Six o'clock in the morning. State champion swimming, and none of those kids swim anymore. And all of them are estranged from their father. Uh, your failures in life are not my responsibility. My father never urged me to do shit. He was a championship football player. Never urged me to play a ball. Never explained the game to me. Didn't know anything. I don't know anything about football, really. So, um. So you don't give these people an emotional basis for 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 knocking your head in. I mean, Kelly, you're a footnote to begin with. There's more upside to your woman than you at this point, you know. And we already got a crap it in for that for that bad, cringy kind of heel stuff. So I don't, don't know what to tell you. I really don't know. I, I understand the point you were making, but you know, you maga cats are gonna have to. I mean, <laughs> you haven't haven't figured it out. Me and my big brother here are gonna kick your ass. I don't, I don't see him there. I, I don't I don't see him there. It's like the guy who came up to me on the book tour in in uh in Austin. So yeah, man, I I gotta go out to my car, and get my gun, and shoot you for that story you just told. You I mean the story about me having to shoot my dog that I love very much when it flipped out and, and attacked me? When I had an eight month old daughter, or, or you know, 11 or two, two I, she was just just Grace. My oldest had just started walking, so maybe 14 months old. That story? Do you mean that one? Yeah, he's like, So you're gonna go out to your car to shoot me because that story? And the guy was, like, Yeah, well, I go, So you have a gun in your car, kind of like this one, and I pull up my shirt. He's like, Well, man, calm down. I go, Calm down, nothing. Calm down, fucking nothing. You... In the history of the words, calm down, have they ever succeeded in calming anybody down? Come in here and threaten me at the merch table. Buy a book or fuck off. Don't come and tell me about a gun you have in your car when I got one right here. Yeah, and yeah, and Yannis was like, ah, fuck, 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 fuck. And then, of course, as soon as he sees the cameras, he's like, oh. And then what was the dude who beat, <laughs> who was I getting into we're, we're DC? Actually, I like had the presence of mind. You didn't fight me. It, it reminded me of sports comment and taxi driver. Don't give me the money. You're not gonna fuck me. You're gonna fuck her. Give her the money. And he's like, you didn't fight me. So yeah, you backed, you know. Yeah, he backed his teammate. What are you talking about? Yeah, Phil Hawes. That was like, hey, bro, you, you act like that and you make people look at Sada, and go, You test him? You test him? I had one Royd rage and cut my fingers to the bone as a result of it. I had this old-fashioned can opener to use to cut open my uh, my, my protein powder. And the dog had bullied his way in the house and I was screaming at the dog, get car, get you know, you just uh, uh, grabbed the can and threw it. And as I threw it, it just cut. I could see white stuff and I was like, that was my one roid rage. I was like, clearly I lost. I lost, yeah. <laughs> so yeah I mean DC he had an incredible presence of mind there that was like you don't fight me but he even said it in a way that was nicely threatening he was like we're not fighting yet <laughs> it's, not, it's not a conversation don't do this to yourself you know and he apologized it was like yeah damage done bro damage done And people getting on Herb Dean for that fight don't get leave him leave him alone leave Herb alone Did a fine job. That fight went on. He's not the new Mazzagati. That fight went on. Look, I see the guy complain afterward. The guy doesn't complain. I go, okay, that fight's gone a little too long. (laughs) No, he complained. He was like, yeah, okay. So it was a good night of fights completely shit on by Calvin Cater, for which I will never forgive him, except I'm only giving him 80% Eighty percent of the responsibility. The other twenty percent is the dog-headedness with which I clung to this idea for the past five months that things were going to be different, and that clearly has scuttled more people than not. You want to know what I'm talking about? Do you want to know what I'm talking about? You know why Valentina Shevchenko won that fight? Because she didn't stop trying to win that fight. She wanted to show, and I said, Man, "It's going to take a lot." She takes it down. It's gonna take a lot of time on the ground. She wants to say, "Look, when I take somebody down to the ground, this is how I ad- advance an offensive posture." By blah blah blah, this woman is taking me to the ground. She's just holding me. That's not gonna win the fight. Not gonna win the fight. Oh, uh, uh, Gregory uh, Rodriguez, that was great. That was a great fight. I just have to say a few things. Uh, a few things. No, no, no. Who's the guy? Who Robocop is Rodriguez, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. There's no upside to Emmett. So ro- RoboCop is Gregory Rod- Rodriguez, right? Before I say the next thing, I want to get this right. I know people make clips of these shows. Before just tell me if Gregory Rodriguez, I could look it up, but I don't want to interrupt the flow of the show, right? Yeah, okay, yes, right. So uh they still drug test people, right? <laughs> just, he's got a lot of muscle packed on that frame. Super exciting to watch, game opponent. Game, great, great fight. I love Julian Marquez. He was a tough sob. Anytime you hear them saying stuff like "I had the chin on that guy," you know somebody's getting fucked up, <laughs> and it doesn't redound well to his future success. But I'm glad he's back. I, I, I'm a big uh, Marquez fan, but Rodriguez was something else. And it's lace. Keep in mind, I've given I've given the UFC six months to a year to start present me with reasons to stay beyond the end of Johnny Boney Joni's career, beyond the end of Izzy. Izzy said it in his package. If you heard it, he said, uh, they're just recycling guys for me to fight now. Got to give these guys somebody. Let them, you got it. You got it. We're sensation addicts. They need to be fed. Feed them something that's useful. Please keep these these guys engaged in there by keeping me engaged. Otherwise, other spot. you know, professional bull right now. That's something you should see. Professional bull. Riding. Everybody, everybody in Endeavor is excited about it. They're still tweeting about it. Professional bull riding. Hmm. So, uh, so that was that was a night of fights. And I, I, again, like I was shot through the head with a diamond, I realized all these guys just the, the rules have changed. That fight would happen. That cater fight. That was not Damato's fault. That was not that was not Crosby's fault. I can't remember who the third judge was. That was Calvin Cater's fault. That was Calvin Cater's fault. Straight up. And you know what? I'm okay for the next six months not hearing Calvin Cater's name again. They're recycling guys for me to fight now. He's got that right. Who is it? He's got that right. He's got that right. Who who, who, who are you going to put in front of me? What are they doing with their matchmaking? Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, what's he doing? I mean, I'm not saying that in an accusatory way, even though it sounded very much in an accusatory way. But, you know, you, you got all these plates spinning. You got to get them spinning in a way that makes some sense. Come on, please. Yeah, I'm going to stay around for a bit. At least give us give us something. You know? So, uh, yeah, the rule set change. If you haven't gotten it over the past five months, you've got to... The question is, who is embracing or understanding the way we've now suddenly understood... The criteria that's changed vis-a-vis the judging going to the next fights, where you rose Namajunas come in and go, yeah, but any any situation in which anybody is giving me the yeah, but tells me they're about to get fucked up again. January sixth, that wasn't a, yeah, but that wasn't a real. You're about to get fucked up again. Yeah, but uh, nah, you're about to get fucked up again. That's 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 all there is to it. So uh, Father's Day, I suggest you take the substack if you haven't read it. Like I said in the last tweet, if there's a father that you don't like, send it to him. If there's a shit father, send it to him. If there's a father that you like, send it to him. If you are if you know good fathers that you like, send it to them. Because this is the only... This is the only... This is the only... This is only... Uh, I... Uh, I uh, This is the only, like, real, I'm I'm going through the holidays. This is only, like, the real dude, one real dude holiday. You got this if you're a dude and your birthday, and that's it. None of the rest of the 363 days are fucking celebrations of you. Except maybe uh, maybe New Year's Eve, and that's just always, people go, New Year's Eve, I got lucky. They always talk about luck in terms of New Year's Eve. There was one New Year's Eve where I got three, three. I didn't have sex with three women, but I ended up making out with three women, which when you're 19, that was a big deal. It was a big deal for some people. Actually, not that big of a deal for me, but it was, you know, setting the seeds. And subsequent days, that was cool. That's it. That's it. You get your birthday and Father's Day. (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah, and they're talking about, you know, you need to do, you have to do some sort of reinvention. And John Nash is coming out with some killer stuff. Killer stuff on the finances, which I suggest, like I mentioned one of the fights and I go, I'm going to enjoy this fight until uh, until John opens his mouth and tells me how much the cats got paid for having that fight. And then I'm going to be so depressed. I'm thinking I'm talking specifically about Dawes and the the other cat. Then I'm going to be so depressed that that man took that kind of abuse for the money he got that I won't be able to enjoy it. So, John, you got the rest of today. Let me, just let me, let me spend my life in, in a pastime paradise here. Just let me do it. Just don't, don't fucking, come on, just let, let me do it. And he would, thankfully, on the, on the recording of the care, I don't care, he let me do my thing. I don't want to know. I don't need to know all that stuff. And it's a willful blindness on my part. However, however. So, a, as we stand, let's take a summation. Calvin Cater, gicked. Not even, uh, I don't think he's even executive level gatekeeper. Not that he couldn't be, and not that he's in the Gustafson territory of like turning his nose up at the prospect, but he's just facing the wrong way. (laughs) You know, you turn around and you're going to like look at anybody for where you used to be at four through seven. So let's just say seven through 10 is going to murderize you. And you're like, what that who's that? Who's that guy? Who's that guy over there? That guy. Oh, that guy? That guy's like, what is he 16 in the rankings? Right yeah. Yeah. What are you looking at? 16? Fuck you up. And then you get beat by number 16. And then you're like, what do you look at? At some point you need to realize, all right, I'm gonna turn around here, do a little executive gatekeeping. Give me a cat give me uh, now that I'm number seven you know who you you give me give me number nine because nine to seven is not enough of a jump for to make to turn an average man into a killer however falling from seven to nine is enough to make an average calvin cater like come alive I'm sure Sean, Sean, Sean Shelby also known as Keith uh you know um yeah, I, I I didn't understand where she was going with that, with Buckley being being a gift. But you know, a gift it can't always be. Chuck Liddell was a gift for the first five six fights of his career because I didn't trust that he was going to win. So maybe Steph was widening the definition of, of gift. We just did the show. I should remember, but I don't. My kids are taking me out to dinner tonight. Two of my kids. Other ones at work. I haven't heard from the other one. I imagine she's going to call me during dinner. Doesn't matter. You know, I'm I'm easy. I'm you know, everybody's worried about me. My mom's like, you haven't had this much time alone. You're morbid, self-intentious. I had a gun stop whispering to me about a week ago. I'm fine. 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 Anyway, read the sub stack if you haven't. Uh, the sun is sort of crested a bit. I'm going to go out and move heavy things in the pond. If I don't die there, uh, we'll see you on Tuesday if the shoes fit. Monday afternoon at noon, uh, also Juneteenth. I did a piece for Ad Age on Juneteenth where I essentially shit on the holiday from a corporate perspective. Say, I got to draw a foot full of rejection notes. Don't tell me shit about your company doing stuff for Juneteenth when I got to draw a foot full of rejection notes. You fucking pricks. So Monday afternoon, Care Don't Care goes live. Tuesday, if the shoes fit, uh, um, I got uh, I got uh, 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 another piece on the Live 5 long duty uh, to round out Pride Month, uh, I think, on Ron Athey coming up this week. And the next weekend is a fight. I think it's a 14-fight card. How many cares does I have? Three. Yes. <laughs> yeah, JB. It's a kid not day week. Sorry. Anytime Sorrell has to have somebody roll with me, he says, go with the old man. Sorry. <laughs> Until then, don't die. The kid's not here. The kid's not as I can scream as loud as I want. Because you know what I'm about to say? Look what you made me do! Don't die, Blondie. Don't die.